Broadcasting from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strauss, here, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete chaos. We got another great episode for y'all today. Something, again, I think you'll all appreciate it because we're kind of in this weird pandemic thingamajig and we're starting to transition. You know, we're starting to go post pandemic. So I think talking about some business fundamentals is good. First, though, remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can join the channel, support us. You can become a baby shark for only $3 a month. But if giving money through big tech is not your thing, don't worry. We got you covered, too. Go on to deadhousecoffee.com. Use the keyword shark. You will get 20% off of your order and all purchases directly help make this show the biggest and best show we possibly can. So let's get back to today's show and talk about today's guest. Again, as I was saying, it's another great episode, another great conversation. We'll be chatting once again about marketing trends during the pandemic and just a very good, you know, gritty, awesome conversation with another business owner. I totally love it. So who is today's guest? Aaron Welch. Aaron is a Marine Corps veteran who started doing small business marketing in 2000, internet marketing in 2001, and social media marketing in 2006. He started multiple companies, both successfully and unsuccessfully, raised venture capital and partnered with billionaire investors, grown thriving digital marketing agencies and consulting businesses, and has also worked in startups small businesses, and Fortune 100 enterprises. Aaron is currently the managing partner of Lyft Digital Marketing, a full-service digital marketing agency, a digital marketing consultant, and an adjunct professional of SEM and SEO for the University of Miami. Hey, so without further ado, let's bring Aaron on in here. Reach your customer. Aaron. Welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So we have a tradition on this show. Very first question. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're legendary producer Jack Douglas, if you're legendary newscaster Soledad O'Brien, whether you're some small business owner, it doesn't matter. I ask everybody the same exact question. Who are you? What's your background? What makes you an expert? Basically, tell us what makes Aaron Aaron. Geez, that's a, a loaded uh, question right off the gate, loaded right? Question. <laughs> you know, uh, for these purposes, uh, you know, uh, I'm a uh, Marine Corps veteran. Uh, oh, I made thank you for your service. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, and, and a digital marketer. Uh, I've been in digital marketing. 
uh, since 2000. Uh, so like I got started in the industry when it was about $2 billion a year. And yeah. now that's basically what Facebook or I'm sorry, what Google makes in a day. Uh, oh yeah. That's insane. So you were definitely ahead of the curve in digital marketing terms. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, back then we were begging for dollars from radio or print or TV, like just give us a little test. We can actually track the results. You know, mm -hmm. we, you know, you'll know what's happening. Uh, please, please, please. The you know the internet's not a a fad that's going to go away in five years. And uh, I remember those days, and that's very yeah. interesting that you say that because right now, you take it like tracking the results, tracking the data. You take it for granted, but mm -hmm. back then in the early two thousands, that was an actual selling point like hey look you can't track your tv you don't know you can assume that x amount of people saw your ad if they didn't tivo it and skip over the commercials okay <laughs> but with the internet we can show you exactly how many people looked at it and how many people clicked on it yeah exactly exactly and and, and a big selling point for me was you know, with all other types of marketing, you create it, you launch it, and then you hope for the best. And yeah. with the internet, like, if your ads aren't working, we can change them. And we can keep going and we can actually optimize and make your results better over time. And yeah. that was, you know, completely unique. Uh, you know, whether it was radio, print, TV, like, you spent all your money and all your creativity up front and then launched it and cross your fingers. And mm -hmm. with digital marketing, with the internet, uh, you know, you launch it, you test it over time, you optimize the results and make the results better. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people got it, some people didn't. But thankfully, uh, you know, here, here I am 21 years later, I've been part of the Google economy since actually before it began. I was doing paid search before Google was. And yeah. I've been doing it pretty much ever since. Yeah, yeah, I remember, you know, back in the day, I was doing some paid search stuff, and this is probably 2002, 2003. It wasn't just Google back then. I mean, oh, no. you were spending a lot more money on places like Yahoo Search. Yahoo Search was uh, go-to, and then it was Overture, and there mm -hmm. was Find What and Alta Vista, and even Excite had a product for a little while. So there were there were some players out there doing it before Google was. You know, it's kind of like the consolidation of all these search engines and ads. In one hand, it's kind of a blessing because it's made your life so much easier. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's a curse because we've made Google so damn powerful. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it, there's still Microsoft advertising or being, uh, you know, and, and actually I typically get a better return on ad spend from being because it's mm -hmm. less competitive, because less people take it seriously, because they've got like, you know, 5% or less of the search share that Google does. And now Google, you're right, Google gets to do anything they want. So they're actually, mm -hmm. uh, you know, making some changes that aren't the best for the end user, for the advertiser. Uh, but 
like what are you going to do are you talking about the changes that they're doing now as far as um you know the the personalized tracking type stuff ads or what exactly no like uh and this is going to get super in the weeds for digital you know for for search engine marketers like they're taking away different match types uh so they're they're broadening the matches that you can have on any given keyword uh mm-hmm. they've taken away certain tracking metrics that we used uh you know in in part for bidding strategy and in part just to help the customers understand what was going on uh they've taken away you know they're pushing people kind of up the funnel up the marketing funnel where it's a little more awareness a little more vague instead of more bottom of the funnel kind of direct action oriented Mm -hmm. which, which really hurts like local businesses who can only spend you know, five hundred thousand dollars a month. They don't have enough money to to spend on awareness. They only need, or they can only afford direct action. And Google's kind of pushing right. everybody up funnel. So, one question I have is one thing that I'm hearing more and more about. I think they've been around forever. DuckDuckGo. How is that platform? per search how do they rank it seems like people that are more privacy focused don't want to go through big tech i mean even joe rogan you hear him talking once or twice a week if not more about DuckDuckGo. what about that as a platform i mean is it just too small to not even worry about or or what's your take yeah it's it's super niche uh the search volume like from a from a from a marketing standpoint uh it's it doesn't have the search volume to justify spending time on mm-hmm. just from a you know paying me to do stuff point of view uh right yeah it's just it, it, it's still too small now i'll occasionally see in you know uh website analytics some some visitors or uh some visitors that originate from that go but it's you right. know it's a needle in a haystack yeah 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 then it, it- Probably, probably is, but you know, it'll be interesting to see where things go because you have a lot of changes right now that are happening across uh, Google as well as Apple. I think is probably at the forefront of how they're changing everything with their do not track. How is that going to affect advertisers? It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting because I I mean honestly I think it's a little ironic that Apple's leading this charge. They've been tracking our locations for you know since uh, since iPhones came out. Uh, Right. But hey, you know everybody everybody uh, has the license to evolve, so that's fine by me. Uh, Better late than never. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to go from cookie-less tracking. You know, there are some folks that are worried that, uh, you know, advertisers, uh, and I am in this boat, uh, you know, we're going to find a way to work around it, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically. Uh, you know, it, it, some of the some of the marketing is going to be a little less targeted, but like the volume is not going to go down at all. Uh, right. It might be, become a little bit less effective. Uh, but I don't see, I mean, honestly, from a, from a user experience, I don't think there's going to be very much of a difference. I'm a big fan of targeted ads. I like targeted ads. And the reason is, is that I've accepted that I'm going to see ads regardless. 
yeah. uh, no matter what side I go to, I am going to see ads. So I would rather see ads that are relevant and of interest to me of stuff that I could actually use instead of stuff that has nothing to do with what I like. Spoken as a true marketer. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm in the wrong business, but you know, it's true. Like a lot of the cool stuff I end up buying, whether it's guitars, whether you know, this microphone, you know, mm -hmm. I ended up buying it. I was kind of searching for microphones and then I saw it pop up in an ad, did some research. I think it was from B&H Photo. Bing, bang, boom, ended up buying it. Now, that would have never happened before. I will admit, yep. though, the way that the algorithms are, it is a little bit creepy sometimes. Oh, you know? 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, because you're thinking of something, you never say it out loud, you never search for it. And these algorithms are just so good that they already know what you're thinking. And you're seeing ads for your thoughts. That is insane. Yeah, I, I can't think of a single person that I've asked who doesn't have some sort of anecdote about, you know, I was talking about this or my coworker at work or somebody in my family was talking about this thing. And then all of a sudden I see ads in it. Uh, ads for it uh you know uh yeah it, it, it's amazing and creepy uh it, it's one of the reasons why i haven't watched the uh the netflix uh the social dilemma because i know <laughs> that you know i've been a part of that on some level for you know a couple of decades right right and <laughs> it, it comes down to i mean i i figure it out one of two ways either one the algorithms are really that good and they do work or two, they literally are spying on us. I mean, it's gotta be one of the two. I think there's no in between at this point, you know, and who knows, there's many a times to where I, I have Google device sitting right here. I also have an Alexa device sitting right there. So this is like the optimal space for them to spy on me. And, uh, you know, how many false triggers have they had to where they started picking up things and listening, claiming that I said Alexa or Google and, you know, start listening to that already. Surprise, they didn't get triggered right there. <laughs> now, what's oh. fun is you get them talking to each other. That's that's the. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I <laughs> Excuse me. I've seen that that feedback loop. So, you know, let's talk about digital marketing as far as how it was back then in the early. And we've kind of been talking about this a little bit, but uh, about how it was in the early days compared to how it is now and how it's going to be in the future with the, the Apple tracking stuff. What do you think are going to be some of the big differences that we're going to see? Well, I, I honestly believe that, you know, it, it's going to continue to get more complicated. That's been one of the things, you know, from the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it used to be much easier to do because there were, uh, you know, fewer websites. Uh, you know, there was far less data involved. I mean, just think about how much faster and how much smaller computers have gotten. Uh, and, yeah. and microprocessors have gotten in more powerful. I mean, I, I still make the joke that, you know, uh, I'm carrying around more uh, technology in my pocket than, you know, landed people on the moon. 
Um, oh yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's pretty staggering. Hold on, hold on. You just opened up a whole can of worms there. You really <laughs> think they landed on the moon? Yeah. Kind no, of I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's I'm another kidding. podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother, another podcast there. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. You, you left that door open. I did. I did. But, um, no, it's totally, totally true. And then I'm a, I'm a huge Galaxy fan. I love my Samsung phones. But then when you see, like, holy cow, this thing actually, yeah, you know, spec-wise, it's probably more powerful than my daughter's laptop. But mm-hmm. it's actually got its own computer operating system built into it with their decks that I can throw up on literally almost any monitor connect to any computer wirelessly. And I have a working mobile station that I can use with Microsoft Office programs and all the apps that are on the phone. I mean, it, it's pretty crazy how far the technology has come. It really it, it, it really is. And, and, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, it, you can work anywhere from anywhere, you know, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, as a digital marker, I've been doing for a long time. Uh, you know, I, I do have very fond memories of being in Costa Rica with my, you know, feet in the hot tub, looking at the Pacific Ocean, taking a call from a client, and they had no idea that it was not in my office. Oh, um, yeah. And that was like 2005. And it's I've done so software demos from airports in like Bogota. So yep. I know exactly where you're coming from. And, yep. you know, I think uh, working remote is the future. I think we're going to be turning into more of a task oriented um, lifestyle business ethic instead of a nine to five type person. Uh, absolutely. Now, again, you know, uh, my bias is clear. Like I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with it. You know, everybody on some level, or let me rephrase, people lucky enough to have experienced this over the last, you know, 13, 14 months with, with COVID-19. Uh, you know, corporate America has figured out people can work from their homes. Like we're all adults and we can mm-hmm. handle it. Uh, you don't have to have some- Most you know, of us can handle it. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it's not about butts and seats or somebody looking over your shoulder. Again, there's plenty of that still that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And not everybody can handle it. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think we're going to be more distributed and more task oriented. You know, that's what the rise of the gig economy has given us already. Uh, people who You're are right. very task driven and those people who can deliver and be adults and not flaky. Uh, you know, we're, we have jobs for life. Uh, yeah, really, somebody's always going to need it. So it's one of the reasons why I left corporate America to, you know, become a freelancer and then eventually start, a, a, you know, a second uh, agent, you know, digital marketing agency. Uh, because, mm-hmm. man, I got tired of private equity firms coming in and buying up companies and laying me off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it happened a couple of times. Yeah, just happened to a good friend of mine, like about 15 years working for a company. Uh, it's like, hey, they got acquired. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we do good work. But, you know, you are a liability. You're too expensive. You know, let's get someone fresh out of college. Yeah. So let's get two it, people fresh out of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, 
for those differences in, in salary. And I think the younger people too, no dabs at them, but you know, they're willing to work usually for cheaper because even with them working for cheaper, that's like a lot of money for them. You know, totally. they've never held the job probably more than a few bucks over minimum wage. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh wow, they're offering me 70 grand. Like, I can go buy a yacht with that. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> well, they can service their student loan debt with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. So let's talk about some of the three things about change and consistency in business. Yeah. Uh, so much, you know, so much has changed, but so much has stayed the same, you know, mm -hmm. uh, even with digital marketing, as it becomes more tactic driven and specialized, it's really about right. good marketing. You know, you still got to have your four P's, uh, you know, your product, your four products. P's. What's your, your four P's? Spell it oh, out. Man. Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot now. Your product, your promotion, your price and your place, uh, where you're marketing, what your messaging is, what your product or service is, and your offering. Okay. Pricing. Uh, that doesn't change. That hasn't changed since the invention of marketing, which was probably like, you know, the first the first person with a decent cave drawing saying, you know, eat at Joe's. Uh, <laughs> you know, marketing hasn't changed from the fundamentals that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, now there are oh, there are so many different ways you can do it now. Uh, there's probably a dozen decent, uh, you know, digital tactics. You know, mm -hmm. people say that print is dead. Print's not dead. Print's never going to go away. You know, there, there, there are tens of millions of people who still read a newspaper every day. You know, people still get mail every day. Uh, yeah. I get less mail, so I actually read it. So direct <laughs> mail still works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, Especially when you put it in big, bold, red letters, like it's a collection <laughs> letter, people open those. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff like that for sure. But it, honestly, you know, uh, my agency focuses on B two B marketing. Nobody gets mail at work. Well, now it's <laughs> going to be even you know harder now that we're becoming more distributed, like we talked about. Right. Uh, but yeah, you send a piece of mail to an office and it shows up on somebody's desk. They might be there in another three to six months because you're only going to mm -hmm. get one or two pieces randomly. Right. 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 No, that so, makes total sense. Um, and so what about marketing as far as IT and tech firms? I think we have a lot of people that work in IT and work in tech that watch this show. What are seven things that you think they should know when it comes to marketing? Yeah, seven things. Uh, you have... I'll let you go if you can only think of six. Okay, okay. Uh, you know... <laughs> And I've got a lot of IT marketing experience. I've worked with Cisco, uh, Cisco Systems, not food. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, Rackspace. I've worked with IBM and HPE and a lot of the you know huge tech companies out there. Uh, it always comes back to your fundamentals. You've got to identify the people you're trying to reach. You've got right. to tailor your message to them. You've got to hit them with meaningful information. Uh, you know, like everybody's trying to solve a problem. So mm -hmm. call out their problem and then give them the solution to that problem. You know, uh, 
you've got to hit them at the right time. So a lot of times, and this is really why I love search engine marketing the most is because people are actively in market. They identified a problem. They're looking for a solution. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, get in front of them. That's the, that's the perfect time to get in front of them with your message. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You, you've got to be able to deliver because especially with so many ways to review and, and, and collect and customer feedback and display that customer feedback. If you're a crappy company, if you piss a lot of people off, people are going to let you know, whether it's on oh, yeah. Twitter or review websites or whatever. So you have to actually able to be, you have to actually deliver what you're promising. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And people are brutal with oh, yeah. reviews. Oh, yeah. All it takes is one, you know, upsetting one person and you're going to get a bad review. Doesn't matter. You did a hundred that were perfect and super oh, no. thrilled with your product. That one person is going to ruin sales for countless people because they're upset. Yeah. I really believe that, you know, you've got, you know, 10% on one side, 10% on the other, and like the, the middle 80% are typically silent just because they're, you know, they're getting what they expect, uh, which is right. Correct. Uh, but yeah, uh, sometimes mining for, uh, happy customers or happy clients can, can be a challenge. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. So what about then, you know, marketing tactics, you know, we do got to start getting wrapped up here, but with marketing tactics, what marketing advice do you think that startups, I mean, look, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, we've had a lot of startups on this show talking about how they have, I guess you could say abnormally struggled because of trying to do things during a pandemic, whether it's funding or this or that. So what marketing advice do you have for those startups that are struggling out there? You know, I would really, uh, again, you know, focus on intent based marketing. You know, uh, get out there, produce good content so that you can be ranked from an, from an organic search standpoint. You know, don't be afraid of using paid marketing to kind of, you know, shorten that cycle and getting in front of the people you need to get in front of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and really exalt. Now, again, I'm biased. I'm a search guy. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I engage in all marketing tactics. So I'm not just a, a hammer looking for a nail, uh, you know, really exhaust and go deep in people who are actively looking for your product or service. You know, don't worry about, you know, influencers who are just paid spokespeople, by the way. I like, yeah. I love, I love the marketing world where it's like, oh, influencers, this is so new. Nah, like Wilford Brimley was an influencer for Quaker Oats. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 He was exactly. a spokesperson. That's all these people are. Now they have their the own sham wow guy. The sham wow guy. Absolutely. Paid influencer. Or uh, Billy Billy Mays. That guy. Billy Mays. A ton of business. David uh, Strausser, host of Shark Bite Biz, paid influencer. Absolutely. God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you know, influencer marketing is not a thing, or it is a thing. It's just a a thing called, you know, something new that's called really something old. Uh, yeah. You know, don't don't focus there because you're trying to catch people instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, catch people at the right moment with the right message instead of really, you know, getting in front of the people who are actively looking for your 
product or service. Uh, exhaust intent marketing first. Worry about persona marketing later. Uh, that I advise all of my clients uh, and friends and anybody who will listen to me, you know, get in front of the people who are already convinced they have a problem rather than mm -hmm. trying to convince people they have a problem and that you're a solution. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this has been fun. This has been some solid advice, Eric. Thank you so much. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. How can all the millions and millions of fans out there in Sharkbite Biz digitally? Now, remember, I am saying digitally. So if someone actually stalks you, it's not my fault. But how can they digitally stalk you? Uh, you can search for uh, my personal website, which is AaronMWelch.com. Uh, you can go uh, to our agency website, which is lift-digital.net. I'm still working on the, uh, the the top shelf URL there. Uh, <laughs> honestly, you can just search for Aaron M. Welch, uh, and I have some some pretty good uh, pretty good search engine results there as well. No, that's uh, definitely. We'll have the link down in the description. One last question that just came to me as you were giving your your website. You have AaronMWelch.com. How important is it in this day and age? For everybody to own their own name as a URL for an e-portfolio or whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, yeah, I think it's important. You know, it depends on what you do. Like, you know, if I'm a bricklayer, I don't need my own URL, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but if you work in any sort of information, related business mm -hmm. uh you know even if you don't even if even if you're you know a uh, a gig guitarist who sits yeah. in on bands my, my, my goodness you've got you, you've got wares to display you know uh yeah it, it it makes it easy because you can people can link the your name to your website and, and hopefully you know you don't have some crazy name like mike shashevsky and nobody's going to be able to spell that. Uh, yeah, 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 get, definitely. That, that's why you get CoachK.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a good idea because otherwise, uh, you know, there are so many parody accounts, which, you know, for better or worse, I love and hate Twitter for this reason. Uh, yeah. You know, somebody, if you don't know it, somebody can own it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, um I was fighting it out in the SEO results with a Dr. David W. Strasser. I'm David W. Strasser. Guess what? Dr. David W. Strasser did not buy Dr. David W. Strasser or David W. Strasser MD.com. I own those because not to troll him, but I am reserving the right to become a doctor one day in business if I so choose. And I want to have my domain name reserved. So I also opened up an office three miles from away, away from his doctor's office. <laughs> I, I, I have a P.O. box there. So I have a physical presence. Hey, it's legal. It's legal. I am protecting my identity, my IP. He didn't do it. I beat him to it. It's not my fault. Well, now I'm going to go buy <laughs> David W. Strauss or PhD.com. Oh, 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 I might already own it. <laughs> I own about 10 different variations, but that's, uh, that's a good one. I'm going to go check that out.
<laughs> but <laughs> anyways, Aaron, hey, this has been fun, man. You gave us a lot of great info, a lot of good stories. Thank you so much for coming on here. Make sure you check out Aaron's uh, websites there. Again, we'll have the link down in the descriptions. Uh, definitely when this pandemic thingy ends, looking forward to getting you back on maybe sometime next year. Absolutely. I'll, I would I would love to do so. Perfect. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. Such an amazing chat with Aaron, right? First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, smash that like button, hit that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out, okay, share this video, share this podcast out to your network, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, that's the only way we can grow. So if you help other people discover the best kept secret in the world of business, Shark Bite Biz. Now let's get back to our rock star guest, Aaron. Awesome, awesome points. Love the conversation. Couple bullet points here. First, listen how Aaron says that Google in particular here is changing things. I mean, you have Apple coming out with changes. Now Google's following they're both kind of eyeing for the privacy thing. But what that means for your business is that the digital marketing is going to give you results that are going to be a little bit more upstream instead of focusing right on people that are about to purchase. That stinks. And that's a huge, huge, huge change, I think, for most companies, most people out there that are looking for conversions and conversion rates. And it's something that's extremely tough for small businesses. Like Aaron was saying, you know, especially if you're only spending 500,000 bucks a month on ads, now you have to spend more time, more money more resources developing customers that will convert for you. You're going to have to take them the last mile down the road. I mean, I guess you can look at it. At least you're getting them to your door, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how people like it. I mean, I've said it a million times. I prefer personalized ads. You don't know how many times I've got an ad. I buy the stupidest stuff because it's like I get these ads and these ads are like, oh, wow, this is perfect. I need this. And I just buy it right there in the moment. I spend probably 100, 200 bucks a week on nonsense. My wife wants to kill me. But I mean, that's me. I guess some people want to be I, I guess there should be some privacy options because some people don't want those profiles. Me, on the other hand, I think it helps me. Uh, I find a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool stuff that I use in this podcast to make it better, too. So we'll see how that goes. Another business, you know, with Aaron, it's he is another business owner that thinks that the business world going forward is going to be more focused on deliverables. This is an ongoing trend. We've been talking day in and day out about how the nine to five workday is dated for a lot of business working professionals. Um, I guess I should probably say working business professionals. Aaron had an interesting take though. He thinks that this was more brought on due to the gig economy. And I never really thought about it like that. But listening back through the interview, it, it just really clicked and registered. You know, a lot of things start kind of top down. And I think this is something that probably started on the top down, but also started on the bottom up with things like Uber, Ship, DoorDash, Grubhub, all those different delivery services that are out there and these gig economy things, Fiverr, stuff like that, to where people are more task orientated. They're looking, oh, well, I need a marketing document. Uh, let's go to Fiverr and spend 60 bucks and, you know, you can get somebody 
cheaper if you want to, you know, get them from India or if you want to pay top dollar for somebody in the States, you can get that too. So it is pretty, pretty cool how that's developing. And I do think we're in a period of change. I think that come the next few years, I mean, we're, we're going to see the work day, the work week, at least from the American point of view, that it's going to evolve. How it will end up, I don't know. I know I'm pretty cozy with how it is now. I like how I do things. I like how Vision treats me. But we'll see what other companies ultimately decide. Now, lastly, I just wanted to point out, listen to the things that Aaron thinks that businesses need to know about marketing. I think we were talking seven tips, something like that. But it's funny, what stood out to me when I re-listened was the very first thing that he said. It was fundamentals. We just heard this a few episodes ago, in episode 92 with Blake Barkhouse of Vision 33, where I also work for my day job. And he, he was saying that when the pandemic hit, the companies needed to get back to doing what they do best. What's their bread and butter? They needed to get back to those fundamentals operationally, clients, stuff like that, tied in the belt. And it was kind of cool. And I think this resonates when I heard it from Aaron then, too, because it kind of reinforced that here with his marketing tips. I mean, it comes down to now is the time you really need to know who your ideal customer is and how to reach them the easiest way possible. So question of the day. What are your marketing fundamentals? Leave a comment down below on YouTube or Verbal or any of the other sites that you can find us. Remember, if you want to be on the show, send me out an email. Interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Remember, join the channel. You can join Become a Baby Shark. It is $3 a month. Or head on over to deadhousecoffee.com. Use code SHARK. Get 20% off your order. Support this channel. We have a pretty awesome show. Two amazing business-orientated people each and every week. We just had Soledad O'Brien like three weeks ago. So uh, definitely, you know, help us grow. Thank you all again. Love your support. I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 